Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember that <laughs> that incident. Yes, you jo- you joined the podcast for a while by accident. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That was fun. That was fun. That was uh, that was back in the Skype days, right? Yeah, I think. Oh, right. Even 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 we've moved to Zoom. Yeah, yeah. It does seem a bit better, right? I mean, we don't seem to have quite as many problems as we used to have on Zoom. I don't know Skype. Yeah, probably true. All the problems are the ones we bring into the show. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, no. Uh... There's a strict quota, okay? It's, <laughs> this is BYOP. <laughs> no, we have no VoIP problems. <laughs> we have fewer VoIP problems. I do get on... the, I still get the, your internet connection is unstable thing just at random times. And your internet connection is unstable. Yeah. <laughs> face is unstable. I mean, and, and when I, you know, when I have a, when I have a problem, it's because my internet is unstable. Um, yep. mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. usually, I mean, at least as far as, as far as my experience has been, it's always, um, it's never, it's never uh, Zoom's problem. It's always like my internet. <laughs> is this just like, is every podcast eventually devolve into talking about Zoom or <laughs> about <laughs> the, about the art of podcasting? Ah, yes. Oh, yes. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's become we've become a meta a meta podcast now. No, but no, not a not, meta podcast. Small M, small M. <laughs> yeah, but that's what all the people are paying for is all this sort of real behind the scenes mm. kind mm-hmm. of sure oh, verisimilitude. Yeah. They, they sure. eat this up with a spoon. Yeah, yeah, that's um, weird. But you know what else they eat up with spoons? This is not an ad read. Yogurt. <laughs> I was going to say who's sponsoring us today? Oh yeah, <laughs> suits from Indochina. Yeah. No, uh, Apple events. People people uh, love the Apple events. Um, it's Too bad. Kind of a shame. It's kind of a shame. As of Tuesday, it'll probably be you know, it, it won't won't be this afternoon, obviously, but. <laughs> The Apple event? Oh, okay. the, yeah. Well, that too. That either you know that Sudden or the announcement will not event. be this afternoon. That would be pretty funny, though. I do have a Twitter window open just in case anything gets announced <laughs> while we're recording. Hey, there's three new Macs. <laughs> yeah, what? I uh, that eighth date was like that was the date being bandied about, but I guess probably not happening unless they've decided that they like they're just not doing because. I assume they want to drum with the well, closely, right? Like they're not going to, unless they're just dropping stuff by press release, but I don't, that's not really an event. So I wouldn't think right. that was the case. Yeah. But they're not going to invite anybody, right? Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. No People need to make out. travel plans. I kind of assume that, uh, I hate to say it, but war in Europe might have kind of changed their plans somewhat. I suppose that's possible. They could just be saying, well, it, what? how does this look of us not doing right a time. big uh, mm. show? And I think, yeah. I mean, whether that means it becomes a press release thing or who knows, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, just this week uh, doesn't really seem to be the time to announce anything or even announce well, an announcement. I mean, unless yeah. they were actually... I got the feeling Guy thought we shouldn't be doing a podcast at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not here. Maybe he's right. <laughs> and maybe so he's what, right. What you're saying is you got the, the person whose ethics could be compromised uh, on the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I I hate to be the bearer of, you know, capitalistic bad news, but we have ads, so we need to do the show. <laughs> Just FYI, that's how it works. Yeah. Gotta look forward to that later in the yeah. episode. Papa needs to eat, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Actually, all right, I, I don't know how... We are not experts on foreign policy or war or anything. Yeah, really. However, I did have one thing that was sort of related to this I was curious about. There was a story 
uh, last within the last few days from one of the I think it was one of the deputy ministers, deputy prime ministers um, from Ukraine, imploring Tim Cook. So. To, to so turn did you, are you, uh, do you have your Twitter window open? <laughs> oh crap! Why? Because because Jason just retweeted this this thing that that um says that the oh that Apple, Apple has sales. stopped selling has stopped selling uh, online from the online store in Russia. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that now. Um, stop selling. So equipment. this is this is from the vice prime minister of Ukraine, who was the guy who called for it. Uh, how really timely is that? Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask about that because we, we talked briefly about it last week, and I think at the time, be prior to the actual invasion, because it hadn't happened last week when we recorded. Right. And we were like, well, I don't think Apple necessarily, I think at the time our opinion was Apple doesn't want to necessarily get involved preemptively in having to try and do something. But... I think honestly, the 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 actual fact of a invasion taking place changes the rules on that. Like, because yeah. at what at last yeah. week I was saying, well, I, I can see why they wouldn't want to get involved because they don't. It sets a weird precedent. But right. with conflict right. actually happening, I think you know uh, there was a video I saw online, and I and I cannot verify this, so I'm not going to say that it was. <laughs> 100% true but there was a there was a video online of suggesting that people couldn't get into the metro in Russia because the payment yeah right right because the yeah i suspect yeah i wasn't sure if that was a real thing or not i saw yeah. some people debunking it but i, I think it's unplausible yeah. and it, even if it were true i would suspect it has more to do with say what the credit card companies and the like international finance system sanctions that have been put in place not anything that apple or google necessarily did but that said Apple does seem to have some like, you know, skin in the game here and it seems like maybe they should be doing something. And this that's a yeah. a good step, I guess, but it's not really like I don't know exactly what that entails. I think there are there are probably some more weight they could bring to bear there. I, I mean, I think like if if all that happens is you get an error saying that you can't have things delivered if you try and buy from the online store, you know, if Apple made a statement I think it would have more weight. I mean, it's possible that this is not an intentional thing or it's not been... Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're just, they're updating the products in the store, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. Just, they're actually, they're actually doing, only doing new product <laughs> announcements Russia. for Russia. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> so the store is just down. Yeah. I mean, I, th there's been a like a... Certainly, I've seen debate of this in the development community. I saw Steve Troughton-Smith like removed all his apps for sale from russia yeah and i I've, definitely yeah and I, i've definitely heard other developers you know talking amongst themselves about what if anything they should be doing it and it's a difficult and, can one. i can i can i pause just for a second because i want to i want to give a shout out to mac paw which is a yeah a advertiser on this podcast in the past and and looking at our schedule in the future and um they are based in kiv and um i just want to wish them the best and um encourage people to support them if they can yeah, i would throw it a readle too i believe is also yes, based in, another in one right yeah yeah and and apologies we've missed <laughs> i'm sure there are plenty of them it's a fairly tech heavy city i believe right there's yeah. a lot of there's a fair there's a fairly big development community there, yeah right? agreed so yeah it's definitely worth you know looking around and seeing who you can support with that if nothing else right yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely, I'm slightly closer to it all, but, you know, still 
thousands of miles away. But yeah. having grown up as a kid in the 80s under the threat of like Russian mm-hmm. whatever, it's kind of somewhat disturbing, I would say. You yeah. know, I go past yeah. somewhat. I think you could drop the somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I could. I, I'm sort of couching it in whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's... I was in, I was in junior high school in 1979 when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, and I can remember thinking, "Hmm, am I going to get drafted?" <laughs> but uh, fortunately, that did not happen. Yeah, yeah, and you are now uh, so weak and feeble. Exactly. <laughs> There's it's no not going to be a problem, yeah. <laughs> and not to mention the mental the mental state. He sent you a preemptive postcard saying, "Under no circumstances yeah, yeah, no, do we no, want no. you. Please do not show up anywhere." Yeah. Your selective service submission has been rejected. Yeah, they're very selective. Um, I also grew up in the 80s, and I remember going down to, in my elementary school, our art room was in the basement. And I remember you would walk down past all the fallout shelter signs. Yeah. Uh, and that was... I didn't really understand what it meant, I think, until way later. Yeah. Yeah, as an adult, that's... Like, looking back at that as an adult, it's so much more fucked up than it was as a kid. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you know what? What a fun week to to try and do a uh, topical <laughs> podcast, but an amusing, risable <laughs> <Yes>. podcast. <laughs> and now jokes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, needless to say, uh, we are covering our discomfort with uh, bad humor at this point, and yeah. we are. Uh, that sounds like us. Yeah. Part for the course. <sighs> Which is why it's such a shame that Lex isn't here. Really really is (laughs) i don't know do what do you guys want to do you want to answer some questions you want to oh yeah we have questions we got some questions let's do that all right let's do some questions all right um here writes in last week we heard about the lex friedman guarantee please tell us about dan and john's guarantees thanks uh i don't remember what the lex friedman guarantee was i I do remember him saying it it was something about like saying that i want to say it was something about like opinions with no information or something like that but <laughs> i thought that was my guarantee okay that's the john wolf's guarantee hmm. okay i don't uh I my like guarantee my bed, but... is um i will get at least one laugh out of you every show <laughs> might be a chuckle <laughs> uh, hmm. a chortle a giggle a teehee a, a guffaw but yeah you'll get one my guarantee is that i'll make you think oh about the life choices that brought you brought you to listening this mm, to this podcast. True. I guess my guarantee is that I am always available when asked if I will do this <laughs> podcast. That's what we call you, James. Perpetually available, Thompson. You're, yeah, you're uh, you're you're batting a thousand so far, as far as I can recall. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Yitz writes in and says, previously on Rebound, you guys questioned whether Apple really thought through AirTags and whether it was worth the negative press. Have you considered that AirTags may be a precursor to Apple's AR strategy? Like perhaps they were conceived originally as AR tags and their current incarnation is Apple's hand-wavy excuse for why they exist. Once their AR strategy is revealed, being able to tag physical objects for easy recognition in the AR space is their killer feature. Parentheses, don't get me wrong, AirTags have already changed my life. I can always find my wife's handbag no matter where she leaves it, but maybe tagging things in AR space is really what, what demands that Apple sticks with this project product as they execute on their larger AR strategy. That's an interesting idea. 
I mean, yeah. I don't think it's true, but it's an interesting idea. I am not sure I really want to walk through my house while wearing uh, some <laughs> AR helmet, no matter how good the pass-through video is, uh, because I will trip and fall and uh, then sue Apple. And I'm sure that it's not the kind of thing that they want. But could you see it for something like, I mean, the Nintendo used to have those, what, the Amiibos, right? The little like AR-ish, like plastic things that you could import into games. yeah. So I don't know. I don't really understand necessarily how this would work in terms of like tagging objects and bringing them into AR space because there's nothing in an AR tag that would tell you what that object is. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Nintendo, the Ami- Amiibo stuff, they were just RFID tags okay. with data on them. I know because I've purchased blank RFID cards and made Amiibos. So <laughs> look at this guy. Wow. It, it was a whole Animal Crossing thing. That sounds correct. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it'll all, we'll see what Apple's AR strategy, VR strategy is when it's announced. But I can't see the, the, the tags being part of that because they don't seem precise enough really for the... Yeah, for like you know, that kind of... Yeah, really like if you're, for location, if, you're, if you're putting right? goggles on or whatever to try and find something and you're scanning around the room and it's supposed to be lit, lit up or whatever, it can't, you know, it could tell you it's in the room. It's not going to tell you it's stuck in the couch cushions. Right. It'll tell you, I mean, it can tell you how far it is and stuff like that, but it's not, it's not designed like if you just want a virtual air tag, sure. Like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I don't think that's really what they're planning with it. So I think these are, they're predominantly designed for location. And that is yeah. not and, information that is as relevant in AR as you might think. And, and let's point out that, that that feeds into the problem that we were discussing last time. Sure, we, yeah, you know, we right. We that. Like, you know, if you can put goggles on and then just, like, chase See, around your tag. tag. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's a problem, too. Yeah. But, uh, but they will be doing virtual air tags so you can find stuff in the metaverse. Thank that's God. Really I always, oh, thank I'm always losing my virtual keys. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think those are just passwords. Oh, Mahir also. But I am always losing my password. Mahir, well, I've got a solution for you there. But uh, Mahir also asks, "Have you ever had a meal that was so delicious that you think about it from time to time? And what was it?" I have. Yes, same. <laughs> it was a Thai restaurant in Mountain View, uh, which had the best musaman curry, mm. and. My wife spent about 10 years trying to recreate the dish that I had there. Successfully in the end, once we worked out, it was Thai basil was the one missing ingredient. Mm. But that was that was one of those meals that, you know, it was like over 20 years ago. And I still think about that meal. Would you say that her recipe was faulty? No. <laughs> I see what you did there. Did you, did you? Okay, I'm glad somebody did. Yeah, it was pretty much a reach, but yeah, it was, I saw it was you were a, yeah, but it was your present it was your pronunciation of basil. <laughs> there you go. I see. That was a towering joke, John. <laughs> <laughs> I think there uh I took a trip in late 2000s. Uh one of my friends got married down in the Florida Keys and we went down to Key West. And I had a, uh, the restaurant is still there. I just checked this recently, as a matter of fact. But they had a shrimp melt that was just amazing. It was just really great. And then on the same trip, uh, eating just at the, the resort where they got married, I had a, like a fish sandwich that was just, I, st- I just still think about it. It was just delicious. It was amazingly good. And it's like, neither of these were necessarily places that I would think of. It was like, I've been to some amazing restaurants. Like, I went to 
when uh, uh, my wife and I were on our honeymoon in Scotland, we went to a Michelin-starred restaurant in Edinburgh. Don't suck up to James. I, this, I, he's here. I had to. <laughs> but we went to a, a restaurant in Edinburgh that had a Michelin star, and it was pretty damn good. But yeah, for some reason, those those like those dishes from the Florida Keys, they just really, really have stayed with me for like 15 years or something. So yeah. If I was petty, I'd have corrected your pronunciation of Edinburgh, but... I pronounced it the American way. <laughs> Would you say his For pronunciation was, was faulty? <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it, even if it doesn't make any sense. I was about to launch into my bad Scottish accent, but James is actually here, so I can't do no, it. No, don't, don't, don't do it now. Uh, so I, the, the one that, thing that stands out is we went to Paris in 1998 and ate at Le Petit Chez, which is like... It's probably just a tourist trap, but it's like one of the older, oldest restaurants in Paris. And the thing that I remember, I don't even remember what I had as an entree, but the the, the appetizer was fairly simple, but it was absolutely amazing. It was slices of cantaloupe in port. Mm. And it was really, really good. It was a shame then, that that restaurant went out of business after World War II. <laughs> <laughs> I said the year that we went. <laughs> I know, but it was still too, it was too funny to let go. <laughs> and then the other time, uh, the other meal that I always think of is uh, when I worked in Tokyo. Uh, before we left, uh, the, the guy who ran the Tokyo office had us over for dinner, and he just got like he got takeout sushi from someplace. He had sushi delivered, and I don't know where he got it delivered from, but it was absolutely incredible. It was probably the best sushi that I've ever had. Just reminded me that when I was in Rome in like twenty. 13 maybe wandering around really tired and i was hungry and i ended up just picking a random place and we went in and i had just it was like a super simple i think it was just like an aglio e olio pasta dish you know it's like super simple but it was just amazing it was so good like you know it was like a hole i don't want a hole in the wall yeah. but just like a random place right. in rome because you can't you can't throw yeah. a rock without hitting an amazing restaurant in rome yeah yeah. Well, that was like when we went to the we went to the cafeteria in the Louvre, and it was, it was, it was that was amazing too. Well, what I'm hearing is, remember that time, those times when we did international travel? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. We were yeah. getting out and doing things. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you go to a restaurant yeah. without being paralyzed with fear. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we went to yeah, we went to a restaurant like a few weeks back. That was the first time we had eaten inside in two years. And it was really good. We were also, I was also sitting there the whole time just like thinking, oh, I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I hear you. We didn't. So yeah, we, we, my wife, my wife took a Monday off a couple weeks ago when we went just for lunch. We're like, oh, well, let's walk around to like the, one of the little coffee shops and just grab a sandwich. And we sat in the doors there and ate sandwiches. And same thing. I was sitting there like, there was only maybe five other people in the shop or something. And it was not super packed. But at the same time, you're just sitting there like, miss yeah. this and also i find this terrifying <laughs> and those things are both true <laughs> yep well that is all of our questions that's all we got wow, well, good night at, everybody we're not even at 20 minutes so. okay well <laughs> you know what i could do to pad out a little bit of time sure yeah. this week's episode of the rebound is brought to you by wealthfront yes. all right <laughs> look we all have regrets for a lot of people not starting to think about their financial future retirement earlier in life is one of them the great thing about getting started with investing earlier in life is that you have more time to build your wealth. Instead of putting off your financial future, go to Wealthfront.com. You can start investing in no time with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with things that you care about, like socially responsible funds, technology, or hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. 
Don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill? Help you do that. Not sure how to rebalance your portfolio or what rebalancing is? They do it for you automatically. Wealthfront or what a portfolio is. Or what a portfolio is. Wealthfront is trusted with over $28 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. And the best part is their product is simple and powerful. It has 4.8 stars in the Apple App Store. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash rebound. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash rebound to start building your wealth. Go to wealthfront.com slash rebound to get started today. And our thanks to Wealthfront for their support of this very show. That's what I'm telling Long pause. Long <laughs> pause. <laughs> so chew on that, people. Just think about it. Yeah, I, I uh, don't know what else to say about Apple events, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I have another update. You want to do no, another update? Yeah, let's, we're just going to read updates. <laughs> These are the times that we live in. I have a prepared statement here. <laughs> Breaking news. Apple has issued a statement saying that they are basically, uh, they are deeply concerned about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. They have paused all product sales in Russia. Last week stopped all exports into our sales channels in the country. Apple Pay and other services have been limited. RT News and Sputnik News are no longer available for download from the App Store outside Russia outside russia and we have both disabled both traffic and live incidents in apple maps in ukraine as a safety and precautionary measure for ukrainian citizens so they're doing something which is yeah good no mention of app store stuff in that i note yeah that is interesting uh, i made the mistake of looking at the first response <laughs> No, yeah, <laughs> why, why would never, I do that? Never, never, never read the that. comments. <laughs> never read the comments. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, certainly a lot of other stuff. It seems like they could do, but I, yeah, I don't know what they're, uh, what sort of math they're doing on, on what what things they want to do. I hope it's not all math based. <laughs> yeah, one would hope so. <laughs> I meant that more, more, more metaphorically math in terms yeah. of like. Yeah. What other things are plausible for them to do or feasible for them to do in this particular? I mean, I'm sure there's at some point that, you know, if they do too much, the shareholders complain. They don't do enough. Not me. I'm a shareholder. But <laughs> I, I, I just wonder if they're kind of hoping the U.S. government uh, imposes some sanctions right. so that they can basically say, well, you know, it's, it's not our, our decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I'm sure there are people, certainly people inside Apple who are heavily lobbying for you know cutting off a lot of a lot more stuff than they're doing but yeah we shall see and i this was a as i kind of hinted at earlier there's a quite a bit of discussion going on in the development community as the what's the appropriate way to deal with this like i know somebody who was launching an app this week and they're like you know should i make it for sale in russia because i was thinking should i remove my apps from right. the russian mm -hmm. app store and it's like in that case well there's people that have bought it who now can't use it or get updates because you've removed it yeah and i don't know that well certainly my stuff is not going to put any particular pressure uh on but you know how will I'm they do sure math james <laughs> <laughs> well this was this was a conversation i was having with somebody in the like you know even things like a calculator, you know, there is some political aspect to it. I have sold copies of Peacock to the White Sands Missile Range in the U.S., who, if you know your uh, yeah. history... I've been to White Sands. Not the <laughs> missile range, but the park that's next to it. Yeah, I, and so the people who maintain the uh, nuclear arsenal. And it's like, so my software is somewhat 
like involved in that well that's great that's really gonna help me sleep at night you're history's uh, biggest monster i mean only well, if, only if there's a bug that like causes some really important calculations mm. to go <laughs> don't think about that yeah. too hard <laughs> this episode is getting really dark really fast <laughs> well i'll tell you the, the the one of those i was i'd been asked by apple to come up with some you know like what kind of people use pcalc and what do they use it for this was like one of the app store promotions and I, I was like, I have absolutely no idea. So I asked, uh, and somebody came and said, oh, yes, uh, we use it to calculate the amount of how to anesthetize infants. And it's like, great. Well, that, that's, that's, you know, that's another one that I... <laughs> no that no pressure. Re- yeah. So, yeah, if you're using PCALC to calculate a dosage of uh, uh, either radioactive compounds or uh, uh, anesthesiology. I only, no, I only use dice to, to figure out how to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you how to anesthetize, a, anesthetize infants. Uh, what is that? How many hit points does that baby see. have? So you say gotta, roughly. Uh, roll for initiative here. DC 15 <laughs> medicine check. Uh, I think it affects the first 5d8 hit points of that baby and <laughs> to put them to sleep. How much is that right? baby way? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have your verbal, somatic, and material components? And... <laughs> but yeah, basically, the, the, what we came up, what we were saying was like everything is political. You know, like all these apps, you can think of. Well, this could be used by people who are like protesting, and right? Well, I was thinking that opposing too. stuff. Yeah. yeah, right. So do you want to shut off the app store? Do you want to stop people getting access to Signal and, you know, secure messenger things and... Live streaming and, yeah, Twitter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a real real clusterfuck. I I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like you said, everything's political. The right answer is, yeah. And so I know people yeah, turn, I, I, turn to us for <laughs> oh yes for, our <laughs> for the important answer. So that's why we're going to say we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that 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 is the conclusion that I came to is that I don't know the best thing to do yeah. in terms of that stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah so uh, any more updates from Apple? So uh, <laughs> we, we can talk about something. We so. can talk about something that we can have. We can easily have opinions on, and it will not matter. Oh, the Doctor Strange trailer. <laughs> No, you know, there's that. No, but no, those opinions matter, Dan. I don't know oh, what sorry. you're talking about. My bad. Yeah. Uh, no, Mark Gurman's suggestion that Apple could keep the previous iPhone SE around uh, at yeah. uh, like $199 when it introduces the new iPhone SE. I mean, I, Apple doesn't normally do super cheap. I wouldn't think, yeah, I, I would, they could do that. I'm not sure. I mean, Apple could do many things they could give yeah. us all phones if they wanted to but <laughs> it's not it's possible happen. it could happen they probably could afford to do that yeah i you know i think that there is something to the idea of having that entry level thing and and german especially made the point about like markets like india where the yeah. the sort yeah. of entry level cost for a phone apple has trouble playing in that arena and if it wants to grow its market share and obviously as we know Everybody's focused on growth, 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 growth. Um, yeah. Then maybe there is an argument to keeping sort of an older model around, uh, at least maybe in some geographies, maybe not everywhere, but I don't know. Yeah. It's not implausible. I, I, and, I, and, you know, so that came out, I mean, that only came out last year. It's a decent, you know, it's a, still a good machine. It's not like they're, I mean, they're, they're still selling the Apple Watch 3. Right. <laughs> Which yeah. is not really a good machine anymore. Right. Yep, um, correct. But the uh, the second generation iPhone SE is definitely a great device still, and 
200 bucks for that would be be a solid i mean the, yeah. yeah 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 i don't so think the question is like i mean i i would think maybe you're right that they wouldn't want to sell that in the united states necessarily for example yeah i mean he was saying that the the new se was going to be 5g so that you know right. it, there is a uh, something to distinguish it from there's, there's an upside from the other model sure. right but, right yeah we'll see um yeah. i i think do we know was the what would SE... they call it? <laughs> the, iPhone, the iPhone SE old. SE iPhone SE. Was the SE one of the ones that was made in India? Don't remember. Yeah, there were a couple models. That sounds right to me. Um, I think that I think you're right about that. But I yeah. just wondering if that would be part yeah, of right. eleven and twelve and the SE. Yes, were all made. In, yeah, various ones were made in India. I think the yeah. So possibly, if they are looking for a, a model for markets like that, that could be one way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think is it is it was the SE last year or the year before, John? I think it might have been twenty twenty. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because, because that was yeah, last year. I time. Know. Correct. <laughs> yep. Sorry. We all know that was last year. Yeah. I don't know. I think that. Uh, I think there's some strong argument there. I'm kind of curious also because there's some debate as to whether or not the next SE. I mean, whether it will just be the same as the current one or whether Apple will actually do some sort of redesign because it's the only remaining phone that they sell that's the old design, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Which is not, you know, unprecedented. They still sell the ninth generation iPad, right, that they keep revising every year or two that is basically the old style with the home button. Eventually, I imagine they'll want to get off, you know, having... They hate buttons. They just hate them. So... (laughs) I want to get rid even of all of those. Even if they're virtual. <laughs> I don't even like those virtual buttons. <laughs> even if it's not a real button. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think that they at some point they would like to redesign everything, but it's probably not happening this year, I guess. Including the human body? <laughs> if they could, let me tell you. I, I wish they would redesign mine, frankly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. It's definitely. Yeah. Mine's a bad design. Can you get some robot, robot uh, bodies, please? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm having problems with my eyes uh, for the last two weeks which is absolutely great because i don't need them for my job mm-hmm. and yeah so i've been forced to like read books like paper oh, no. books and oh. things like that it's thoughts you know, and prayers james <laughs> i know but i i can also recommend the noir safari extension that forces sites into dark mode because that's hmm. been very helpful to me I've apparently i don't blink enough yeah <laughs> really <laughs> That was That's that what, was what they told you? Yep. They said, yeah, you're clearly not blinking enough. And I was like, huh. well, I, I, it's not something that I do consciously. So maybe, blink, maybe you need something. to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, maybe I'll get something that like puts puffs of air into my eye every 30 seconds. <laughs> that sounds awful. Please don't do that. <laughs> maybe that's what the AR goggles will do for me. Well, I can't tell you what the AR goggles can do, but what I can tell you is that Here this... Here Well, th- I'm waiting for this one. Go on. <laughs> is that this week's episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Harry's. Everyone loves an underdog. It's true. Everyone also loves underdog. Uh, and with a company like Harry's, you can rely on the best quality and construction methods in the Razor game with incredibly fair pricing. I have used some Harry's products and I'm here as always to tell you about my very favorite, the post-shave balm. I do find it soothing and it smells great and my wife really likes it. So, you know, that's basically three out of three as far as I'm concerned. Uh, my dad also is a big fan of of Harry's and I will say as a man who has had a beard for my entire life, uh, he is picky about his <laughs> razors. <laughs> 
wait a minute wait a minute your dad so your dad has had the beard your entire life yes is that, okay <laughs> i was thinking because <laughs> i wanted to ask a question about your childhood i you know it was tough growing up that way <laughs> it was a difficult pregnancy because of the beard. hey, beardo Look, new customers can redeem a Harry's trial set for just $3 when you go to harrys.com slash rebound. Harry's believes you shouldn't have to choose between a close, comfortable shave and a fair price. So they give you both. In fact, Harry's blades are designed to stay sharp longer. In a recent study, people who shave four times a week said their eighth shave was as smooth as their first. That's a better experience with every shave and savings over time. Harry is giving their best offer to the rebound listeners because they love you. New Harry's customers can redeem a starter set. You get a five-blade razor, a weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover to protect your blades when you're on the go. That is a value of $13, and you can get it for just $3. There's truly never been a better time to try Harry's. Go to harrys.com slash rebound to try Harry's today. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show. Go back to talking about beards if you want. That's... Sorry to derail your ad code. Don't know what um, else to I, tell I you. just I wanted to like I had underdog sheets when I was a kid. <laughs> underdog is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do they have underdog in the UK, James? I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about, but I'm just <laughs> smiling through this. Oh man. <laughs> he's probably you're called deprived. you were deprived. He's probably called something else there, like below hound or something. <laughs> below hound. <laughs> Guaranteed you that one that's laugh, one laugh not, every episode. There you go. That's not okay. <laughs> not okay to say that. I will tell you, according to Wikipedia, there is a show called The Underdog Show, which is a British dog training show, but it's not Underdog. Mm. Underdog James is a superhero who is a dog. Yes. There. I, does he wear glasses or something to protect his secret identity? Uh, I think. He, oh, that's a good question. And his other, his he other, does uh, have I don't a shoe shine so, boy, right? Shoe shine boy. That's his. Oh, that's right. That's he is a secret. Sh- he does have right. a secret identity. Right. Yeah, I am looking at a picture of Underdog, and it is ringing no bells whatsoever. I have yeah, never yeah may, seen ne- this. may never have it aired in uh, in the UK. So sorry, guess not. So yeah. Sorry, really, really missing out. I, I don't. Guess? I, I honestly remember very, very little about it. Um, I just I remember, I, but I I, yeah. I liked it enough that I, I had the sheets. So there we go. Yeah. Well, I've really scraped. Until I went to college. Really scraped the bottom of the barrel here for uh, for tech coverage. <laughs> we're gonna talk about <laughs> talk about underdog for we're an talk hour. about underdog, and we're gonna talk about yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I I had fun today because my father's Facebook account got cloned by uh, oh really screens because uh, I got a. I got a friend request because my Facebook account is still active, if not used. I got a friend request from my dad, and I thought oh, that's funny. So I clicked yes, not thinking about it. Oh, get, now wait, you've been fished! <laughs> and yeah, so I, I subsequently uh, I had a message uh, from my dad saying, "Oh, I think my Facebook's been hacked." And I went through it, and it's like, "Yeah, it's not been hacked. They've just because his friends list was public and all they were just using completely public information. Yeah. Is it possible that the one that sent you the message saying it had been hacked was not your real dad? <laughs> well, he sent it via email, which is even less <laughs> secure, but, but, but later on that, that evening after I'd reported the account as being a clone of uh, an existing account, uh, I got um, some messages from, from that account. Like, you know, uh, very sort of cheery, how's it going messages. And I am so tempted to answer to see where this is going to go uh, in terms of like... Are they going to ask oh, you I, to like lend you, lend you 20, 20 quid? <laughs> yeah, well, well, more like, you know, I'm in a, 
uh, Thai prison and <laughs> no, can in, you wire? They're in, yeah. <laughs> they're in Ukraine, right? Like that's probably yeah. how it's going. I, I mean, I, I, God, that's a terrible thing. But yes, there is probably a vast amount of scams. Uh, oh, I bet. I bet. You know, yeah. it's funny. My, I was on the phone with my mom the other day and she's like, oh, your father got an email from Amazon. He wasn't sure if it was a phishing thing or not. And they started like <laughs> reading it to me. I was like, yeah, don't click on it. He's, he didn't click yeah. on it. He's smart enough to, to like to not click on stuff blindly but he like is also wants to like you know check right like just in case because it was like one of those things where it tells you you know somebody's logged into your account from this location or whatever click here to check your security settings or which you know i admit every once in a while we get like we because we have a joint we we share the rebound account right and we get sometimes we get like a we used to get like someone from georgia logged in (laughs) yes Right, <laughs> and it was, and it was, but it was like you, yeah. Because sometimes yeah, it was like or Lex or something. I mean, it right. was it was actually one of us who had logged in, but it was just completely misidentified. The location was misidentified because the way it uses the Wi-Fi location stuff. Like I would log in from like the coffee shop, and for some yeah. reason their router would Owned appear. By, yeah, right. As though it were in Georgia, and that happens. I think okay. more now with a also with the private relay stuff. You have that turned on because mm. it it's you a wider write. area. It may yeah. report someplace that you are not. Yeah. So, and I have to admit, yeah. even once in a while, like I, I never click on stuff in emails. I'm like, I'm very like, I'm very reluctant to click on anything, even from an email that I'm pretty sure is legit. Like I try to go to the site if at all possible, but I do get emails sometimes. And I think the, the scammers have gotten a lot better with like the quality of their emails. Like they look, <laughs> they look more like legit emails now. Which They've is, got copy editors now. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Is that a job I could have? Could they pay me to copy edit their emails? I don't they, know how I feel they about could. that. Yeah. I, they seem like they're probably trustworthy employers. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah th- this this morning Hank was saying that he's like, I got some text from some woman who said like, "Thanks for Saturday night" or something like that. And then she sent, and like, oh look, she sent a picture. And I was like, Morgan Freeman and Seven, don't open it, don't open it. <laughs> <laughs> Just delete the whole thread. Oh boy, did you see the story about the uh, fake design agency uh, I don't that know had been employing no. people for months? So it was a company called Madbird. There's a there's a BBC story about it. I'll send you a link. I'll put and, it in the show notes. Uh, it, it was fascinating because, like, basically they had all these people working for this fake company that didn't really have any uh, premises at all. And everybody was working there in a kind of like, oh, you'll get paid once we've landed this contract. And so, yeah, there was people... I think they had like 50 employees, but it wasn't a real company. Ooh, so what is the, what <laughs> yeah, is the yeah, model right. on that? Like, how do yeah. you, is that just like that? Cause like, if they're not taking money from those people, then it just sounds like some sort of like a, like an art thing at that point, right? Well, like, I, are we I a think company like, or are we just a art project? <laughs> There was um, a lot of speculation as to what it actually was, because th- there was all these executives working for the company who didn't exist. It was all, you know, clip art, headshots and, and things. There's some speculation that the person was try- who was behind it all was trying to create an actual business and was just lying about everything until it was a real business. But Fake it till you make it. 
Yeah, uh, two two extremes. Anyway, I'll I'll send you the link to that. I kind of I, I was really looking forward to an like I want the story where it's like a person who creates a fake company, but he pays everybody and gives them a health insurance. They just don't do anything. It turns out like that's the that's <laughs> yeah, really, the story yeah, I'm that, here for. That's exactly. Um, I can pivot this into Apple related. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Have, have you been With watching uh, Severance? I have the... not watched. Oh Severance yeah, yet. yes. I well, I've only seen so I've only seen the first. Is this, is this the bonus episode? Now? No, it's we're not there yet. <laughs> we're talking. About, we're not okay. there. Yet. Um, I have only seen the first episode uh, because my wife finally gave me like we we had been watching Station Eleven together, and then she decided like she couldn't go on with Station Eleven, um, and so I'm still watching. I'm still working my way through Station Eleven, uh, and I can't watch both at the same time because it's too it's too bleak to do that. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting and and also kind of uh, relates that it's not entirely clear what the company does or what the employees are doing. Yeah, but I, I I've watched three episodes of it so far, and I'm still no clearer as to what is actually going on. It reminds me a lot of in tone of devs, but without the terrible discordant music. It's <laughs> a plus. Hmm. Plus. Okay. Yeah. Well, does that yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the first episode, so I, I want to keep going, but like, I just can't. It's on my, <laughs> it's on so my list. But yeah, we, we have, uh, we have super checked out from, um, my wife has like not doing anything with any tension in it, basically. So we have yeah. been catching up on the last two seasons of the Great British Bake Off because that's where we are. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what, so that, and that's what basically that is what we have switched to, um, when we watch stuff together, that and Queer Eye. Yeah. So, I can talk about bakes if you want. Do you guys want to pivot this into a Great British Bake Off show? <laughs> Let's save that for the bonus. Oh, that's bonus. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to which I tell everybody else, uh, get ready, set, bake. 